Hello everybody, how are you? This is Robin Cunningham with Fireside Grace Ministries and this is an exciting episode of Endangering the Grave. As you know, I just took two days off from doing any videos or prophecies or so forth. I put up a couple videos um, that were pre-recorded and one that I did today that just felt like Holy Spirit said to do something that people can watch that's short and easy, lets them know they're valued, and, and maybe we'll just touch at least one person's heart to get them saved. You know, and the reason I did that video was because that was an actual conversation I had with Jesus this morning while I was in my prayer time, and I just felt His presence so strong. You know, um, like I'm worshiping in my kitchen like I usually do, and I felt His presence, and and I said, "Thank you, Jesus, for just being here all the time. Like I don't even have to ask you; you're just always here with me." And Your Word says that, and I know it's true. And He said, "You're welcome. It's my honor." And I was like blown away by the fact that Jesus would say, it's my honor. That he's honored to be hanging out with me. He, it's his honor for all of us. It's his honor to come be with us and live in us. Did you know that the reason that the church needs to be in unity, you know, this is just something that the Lord spoke to me earlier this morning, and I'm going to probably do some research on it and come up with a teaching for you on this, but this is going to give you an advanced little tidbit of what he said to me this morning. He said that right now, the since the body of Christ is not in perfect unity, there's so many denominations and divisions and fractures and so forth, that we are an example of the temple, the living temple being scattered as it was in AD 74, whenever it was, AD 70, when the temple was scattered by um, whoever came, Nero, whoever, when Rome came and destroyed the city, okay? And so right now, we are the living stones that make up the temple of Jesus. The angel in Revelation shows John that we are, in fact, the living stones. The he, he literally calls the bride of Christ the new Jerusalem, okay? Well, it also says through Jesus and through through Paul and through um, different prophets that Jesus was a living stone. He was the foundation of the city, uh, the new Jerusalem. And it says that we are the new Jerusalem. And Paul says that we are, in fact, living stones that make up the, the temple, that we are the temple of God. So we're, we're so precious to God that in his eyes, look, when you get to heaven, you see this even in Revelation where it talks about the foundations of the buildings of his temple being made in these fine stones in his floor made out of sapphire and all this stuff. If we're the temple of God, then that means that since his temple is clearly made up of fine gemstones, that he sees us as extremely valuable and fine gemstones. So if you can't find value in your life, give it to Jesus. Say, Jesus, take my life. I obviously don't want it. Don't take your own life. And listen, if you're ever suffering with suicide or anything, Brandy is a certified suicide prevention uh, person, whatever they call it. There's a special name for it. There's also numbers that you can call. I'll probably just put it up right here on the bottom of the screen where my finger's at. You call that number and, and get help. And just reach out to us. Reach out to one of your friends and your family. There's always a way to get help. There's always somebody who's there for you. You're never alone. You're never alone. We never want you to think that you're alone. If you're watching this and it's something you're embarrassed to talk about, reach out to us. We will be here for you. You can, you can call us, our phone number, you can actually reach us 
Our phone number is going to be in the description. You just click that little arrow if you're watching on the phone. Click that little down arrow and it'll give you a description. Our phone number is in there. It's going to be through um, a Google Plus phone number, but it works really well. It's called a Google VoIP or something like that. It works really well because obviously we just don't want to give out our, our cell phone number to everybody out there. But you can call that and it'll come directly to our cell phone. You'll get direct access to us and we'll pray for you. All right. Um, one thing I do want to address is though, don't try and get us to give you medical advice. Yes, Brandy is a registered nurse from Oklahoma, but we can't give you medical advice. She's not a doctor, okay? And I'm not a doctor. So if you ask us to say, hey, Robin, can you write me a note that says that I don't have to take medicine? I'm not a doctor. We're not allowed to do that. Um, we did have somebody reach out and ask if we could write a note saying why they shouldn't have to take a vaccine. Unfortunately, you know, I'd love to do that. I'd love to say because it's got aborted fetal cells in it, but it actually doesn't. I did the research. Or because I don't agree with vaccines, um, because it changes your DNA, supposedly, with that messenger RNA, if you get the certain ones. Because I know people who have taken it who have had bad side, side effects, including Bell palsy or getting sick um, and so forth. But I'm not telling you not to take a vaccine. That's your own prerogative. I'm not going to tell you not to take a vaccine or not to take a medicine. That's up this between you and Jesus. And legally, we can't tell you to do that. Well, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let's get that out of the way. Here is our dream dictionary. You may have noticed we started doing uh, dream videos online again. It's been a while, but we are very good uh, dream interpreters, Brandy and I both, and the people that we've trained. Um, we learned from John Paul Jackson and Streams Ministries. No, I did not work with John Paul Jackson. I just have, have worked with people from Streams Ministries. We're very good. Uh, one person said that, I, that we have the, the uh, greatest gift of dream interpretation that they've ever seen. And some, then something very rude, but I don't talk to this person anymore. But here's our dream symbol guide. It's a dictionary, actually, and it has your dream symbols in it. But it tells you not only what the symbol is, like, looky here. On this page here, we have the different rooms in a building, okay? And then we have the different buildings. And then you get to the next chapter, and it's colors. And instead of just having all of the colors, it tells you how do we come about discerning what a color meant and it says colors like all symbols have both a positive and a negative connotation there are multiple and diverse colors used in the bible to describe god's manifold wisdom and also to describe diverse diseases and illnesses caused by the enemy it's important to note if the color is bright or if it's muted and and it goes on like this and, and tells you how you can figure out what a color means and there's actually several pages in here written like a book where it tells you how to find out what a color means and then we go through the different uh, definitions like lavender would be cleanliness or uncleanliness. Turquoise, the fourth son of Israel, tribe of from which Judas was born. It's associated with the color turquoise. So then you find out through this that numbers are associated with colors and that we get that from the breastplate of judgment in um, Exodus. And then we have a book of directions where it says north, east, south, west, right, left, up, down, front, back, and all that other stuff, okay? So this is definitely worth it. It's on Amazon.com. Just type in Robin Brandy, and you'll get it. Okay, like I said, like and subscribe to our channel. Share this. If we can get 1,000 subscribers by July 1st, we are going to do a free dream course for everybody who wants to be involved. Everybody. So you just tune in. We're going to do it right on YouTube. We'll live stream it right through YouTube. Now, Let's talk about the three days worth of prophecy that I have here. I've given you my little lesson about your value, and now let's talk about what we have going on here. So 
the first thing that I heard while I was praying, and this is why I was praying on Friday night or Saturday morning, Antrim County will be determined to have been interfered with by foreign entities and that the results that were found during the investigation, which were said that, oh, this was by human error, will be overturned. This is um, This will be found to be false, um, and they will actually end up finding out that there were similar interferences and disruptions from similar or same locations, people, IP addresses, and so forth, that actually interfered in that process there as well, okay, as, as what is going to be seen in Arizona. Here's one. It will be discovered that several people in charge of ballot counting were reworking ballots and changing them for the opposite party. They'll find both the original ballots and the switch ballots in multiple instances where some people just made a mistake in trying to cover up their cover-up, okay? Now, here is, um, it says the ballots were switched, will correlate to the computing numbers showing and allowing them to identify that the reason the original audits didn't detect um, that they were switched is because it was hidden, ignored, or ordered not to be reported in some instances. An investigation into this will occur during the audit. The results may take some time to be seen after the audit's done. Now they're thinking that, here's what Holy Spirit's telling me, is they're not sure if they're going to be able to finish this in time. They will finish it in time. And the Holy Spirit said the reason is because they will not be allowed a second chance in a timely manner before the second elections come. They only have 18 months to get this done. So there's not going to be another audit for Arizona. This is the end-all, be-all audit, okay? Um... The media will say it was a predetermined outcome. They will say, we knew they were going to say it. We knew that they were going to say that they found fraud. They planned it. These are accusations being made by the left to try to undermine the results and create a suspicion and hatred and malice and discontent in the hearts of their followers. Okay, And so you're going to see this coming ASAP. They will declare that they are hurting the ballots and not hurtling, hurting, H-U-R-T-I-N-G, that they are hurting the ballots and causing damage, yet they will disregard the fact that ballots were shredded from the 2020 elections found in a dumpster behind the, the building where the ballots were originally being kept, or that the ballots were in harm's way when the building caught on fire, and they're just going to completely disregard that. Their case against the results will fall apart quicker than it was put together, and they're trying scrambling to put together cases right now to get people to stop. Um, remember I told you that they were going to try and get security measures and, and try and say find flaws or loopholes in security where they want to say that the plan's weak, that people can get in and so forth. Well, they've been trying to do that. Um, one person was kicked out, not because they took a picture. That's what the media is trying to spin. But from what Holy Spirit told me, and I'm telling you, this is just what I felt like I heard Holy Spirit say, is because they were taking pictures of people and trying to share pictures of the ballots and stuff. Um, and, and they said, get out. You can't do that. That's not allowed. Um, so they can't give all of the security measures, and they won't. And they're going to try and press into it. But um, not all of the security measures will be given, but some will be given. And uh, there will be a, uh, it'll be towards the end when it's already too late for the Democrats to start. And towards the end could be any time now, really, because there's only like uh, 13 days or 12 days left to do this. So they're ramping up. They're, they've more than doubled the amount of people that they have doing this. And they're going to get this done, and they're going to get it done quickly, um, but accurately. Okay? And so the whole, oh, it has to be over by the 15th thing, they don't think that that's a problem, but Holy Spirit's saying they have to and they will, and he will expedite it. He will expedite these things, findings. And, all right, so 
Um, so they're going to try and say it was a predetermined outcome. They're hurting the ballots. They're going to disregard what already happened. The Lord said Biden's time in office is short. He will be faced with a difficult decision. Step down, repent, go to jail, or another option, which I'm not going to say. But I did, somebody did say that they saw that Timothy Dixon said that the president would die suddenly. I want to tell you this, um, back in February, while I was praying, February 5th, I heard Haman will hang himself, okay? Um, I thought that was interesting. Then about a month later, in March or so, Kevin Zadai said the same thing. He heard it in the spirit, Haman will hang himself. And um, so I've been praying about that because I believe that what that means is that um, Joe Biden is, is, will try to take his life after the results are given out and there's going to be a case and so forth. And it'll be unexpected. And, and they'll try and cover it up. They'll try and say he had a heart attack or something like that. But the truth is that um, he's at that point he will consider taking his life. And it's been very, um, been very hard for him now at this point because his health, because of what he's done, because of a guilty conscience. So pray for him to become saved. Okay, Pray for purity in the office in the White House and pray for him to be saved. And also pray that we don't have a witch in the White House, okay? Uh, okay, moving on. The Lord keeps saying, he, he has said this to me for multiple days, and I don't know exactly what this means, but I have a pretty good intention, but I'm just going to tell you what he said. He said, it only takes one state in order to serve his purpose. One state to serve his purpose. Um, he said that people have been praying that things will be expedited because... Who wants to wait until September to see President Trump back? Am I right? Not me. I don't. Um, I'm, I'm not. A, I don't know when it's going to happen. My wife thinks September. I would like to see before July. Like I would like to see it this month. I would like to see it last month. I would have liked to have seen it back in November. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, but it's in God's timing. But Brandy's convinced that it will be in September. Um, I saw on a vision that Kim Clement said that in September that. Uh, uh, God's David would be anointed, so I'm thinking that that's probably when it's gonna ha when it's gonna happen. But there's gonna be a process that leads up to it, so we'll know before that. And I think that that means there's gonna be a coronation, so that probably means that sometime before September, sometime around um, August or July is when we'll actually know for sure when it's gonna happen. But September is when he's gonna be coronated or inaugurated. Okay, um, but the Lord said because His people have been praying that things will be expedited. He's heard your prayers, and he will expedite the results, the cases, the hearings, and the overturn. He will expedite all of it. So keep praying. Keep praying because maybe he'll go even faster if we keep praying because he's the God. He answers our prayers. He says anything that you pray, if you say, it's starting to get foggy in here. That's the Holy Spirit manifesting, by the way. He says anything that you pray and ask in his name, believe it, and you will receive it. And that word for ask actually means to demand, to make a demand. So you decree and declare in the spirit what is going to happen. All right. It says Donald Trump will make a public apology to Mike Pence. He will not admit that he was wrong, but will declare that he did what he believed was best. And it was completely in his character as a man of honor and integrity. And they will make up. And he, I believe he's going to do this um, either just before the inauguration or at the inauguration. I, I don't know when. I just saw him on a platform dressed up saying this in an official capacity. Um, <laughs> the Lord said it's going to be a hot inauguration. Tempers will flare in the left and temperatures in the city will be extremely warm, but it will be a very blessed day. All right. 
Um, he said the first 100 days of Trump's second term, there will be an economy boom that will have no merit accredited to the opposing party. That's interesting. Those are not words that I would speak, but that is no merit accredited to the opposing party. Okay, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> I really love that. So the Lord said that we have to pray against rioting and division that will come shortly after the results are overturned. The left will push for civil unrest and protest against the results, and within weeks you will see this start to happen. Now within weeks you will see the results in, in court. Weeks, okay? And so you need to start praying for the SCOTUS. I know you've already been praying for the SCOTUS, but pray more for the SCOTUS now. Pray more than you ever have before. Because within weeks you're going to see... There's an angel over my shoulder here. You might have seen it. Within weeks, you're going to see the results of the audit. And then from there, you're going to see the case be brought to the Supreme Court. I promise you this. I'm not lying to you. Okay? It's going to happen real, real fast. Real, real fast. Okay? Um, and I have a feeling that Amy Coney Barrett's going to be the one that receives the case. That's just me personally from the dreams that I've had. Uh, where she's been the one that said overturn was coming, I believe she's going to have a major part of it, okay? Um, the Lord will not dismiss the charges that have been brought before him. The time for repentance has passed, and the season of judgment has come upon the house. Um, he's also going to clean house in the church. So you're going to see a lot of church people that are involved in different things, trafficking and um, some po uh, political corruption and so forth, that, that it's not just going to be the government that's going to get cleaned up. The house of God is going to be cleaned up too. So if you have something to repent of, get it off your chest and repent of it now before it's too late. Okay, next, um, I was praying and I saw a mountaintop rising up in which the Lord was enthroned. Um, the mountain was rising in the east and it was bringing unrest in Washington, D.C. The Lord said the verdict has been rendered. Judgment has been passed down to be swiftly carried out by the decree of the king. The Lord said, justice is mine. I am not coming to bring peace, but to bring war, a new kind of war. Justice is mine. I bring a new kind of war and offense against the devil in the house and the land and the house of the Lord. I will expose the false teachers and false prophets. I will expose the shameful deeds of men in power, and I will expose the wickedness in high places and the corruption in the justice system. Okay, now here's the next thing he said. <laughs> this is quoting. He hasn't stopped talking at this point. I'm still writing it down. He said, By the end of this month, the nation will be in shock and awe. I will bring a system of new checks and balances to rout the devil and take his hands out of the elections. There will once again be fair elections. As David struck the most powerful man in the nation of the Philistines, I will begin my takedown of the five giants, starting with the most powerful seat in the land. I will remove the head, and I will drive out and scatter the armies, bringing all who were haughty and arrogant down in the process. When this head is removed, the body will fall. Watch and see as shadow operations disappear as I shine the sun, S-O-N, light on their deeds. As David struck the most powerful man in the nation of the Philistines, I will begin my takedown of the five giants, starting with the most powerful seat in the land. Five giants. I don't know who the five giants are. <laughs> They're pretty cool though, right? The five giants. And so shortly after the audit results are released, new evidence of interference from even within the states will arise, leading to stocks and social media beginning to plummet. 
I don't know exactly what that means, but old Zuck, I got a problem. Zuck's going to be in, bad, in for some bad luck in the future. But what do I know? I'm just a guy who prays and hears God, you know? For all you know, this is just an opinion. You can't take down my videos on YouTube if they're opinions. And according to non-Christian people, prophecies are nothing more than opinions, right? If I said I was a psychic and this was going to happen, they'd be like, Oh, he's a psychic, yeah, okay, he knows what he's talking about. No, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm definitely prophetic, okay? Now, here's the last prophecy that the Lord gave me. He said the Democratic majority rule in the House will be flipped and cease. The blue wave will become a blue line and the party will never recover to its fullness unless it accepts the Lord and rejects the practices of Satan. Many will change their designation and turn coat from blue to red. In this revelation, red will be the color of patriotism. Turncoats. It's a new revolution. I love this. It's a revolution through law and order. It's not going to be a revolution like people are rising up and shooting each other and all this stuff. That's what the enemy's been trying to do in America. Now, in one prophetic video, I shared with you that from midway through about the sixth or seventh month of the year 2021, you will start to see things changing for God in this country. Like, you're going to see the Democrats coming under scrutiny. You're going to see um, different uh, people in the Senate starting, starting to come under scrutiny. You're going to see um, new impeachment proceedings that will not be Donald Trump. You're going to see all kinds of things start to go on. You're even going to see some court-martials of U.S. senators, which we've never seen before. So I don't know if it's in the history of America or if it's just such a, such a different thing that we've never seen before, but we're going to see this. All of the things that the devil tried to steal in July of, or in the year of 2020, stealing people's lives, jobs, trying to attack food, um, your toilet paper, you know, your ability to clean up, to, to, that was symbolic of the ability to get rid of the crap in your life, the, or the crap in America, essentially. Pardon my, my coarse language. But even that was symbolic of what the devil was trying to do to prevent the cleanup process that God had initiated with the 2020 elections. You are going to see the removal of masks, which I believe will be towards the end of 2021 and going into 2022. But masks will be no longer required in almost all of the states. A few will try and stay shut down, but those governors who try and keep the states shut down, they're going to be out. They're going to be out of office, and that'll change rapidly as well. Um, so you're going to see uh, abundance of food. You're going to see the gas prices start to go back down. You're going to see what are all the things that they did in 2020. You're going to see a job boom and an economy boom. Um, more people buying houses, moving into houses, houses being built, um, banks growing. You're going to see social media being silenced, but not the people on social media. You're going to see a new wave of free speech, a new wave of patriotism, and a new wave of what's the opposite of fear? Anger? <laughs> um, so I guess complete trust and complete faith in God you're going to see a movement of God what God's bringing us into is the resurrection power so I'm starting to research the resurrection power and looking at every verse about resurrection the word resurrection anastasis which means to stand again we can stand again with Jesus or we can resurrect someone else and have them stand again so you get a second chance anastasis it means to come up and stand again or stand against so it's like a stand against the devil so this is the power that we're coming into of the coming age the power of the resurrection power of the lord we're going to be walking in this and you don't understand like 
what kind of power this is. It's not just a power like, oh, it's the power of God. Like, who? Th- if people think of the power of God as just he can do whatever he wants to or something. I mean, this is a physical power that we're going to see. Because when if you did the research on the Shroud of Turin, which I do believe was Jesus' shroud, but if you do the research on the Shroud of Turin, you will find out that that is actually an imprint that was made, they decided, from uh, from basically like a low-level radioactive event that occurred where it was emitting high levels of light and ultraviolet light and so forth. And so the image of the person in there was actually burned into the fabric, which created an x-ray and a negative of the person that was there. And actually, if you take and put a picture of Akiyana's Prince of Peace over the Shroud of Turin, they line up perfectly and match perfectly. Just saying. Okay? So you're going to see this resurrection power. I mean, it's actual physical, tangible power that you're going to see. It's super exciting. If you could see it right now, you'd be like, yes, I want it now. And so you're going to see a holiness move, but it's not going to be holiness in the sense of don't wear makeup or long pants or whatever. It's going to be holiness in the sense of people are going to choose to be different from the world. And not like, oh, if you want to don't wear makeup or wear a shawl when you're praying or whatever. That's up to you. That's between you and God. You know, you may think it's a bit, well, don't take it out on people. Look, the evidence is not in the whole, in, in if they're wearing makeup or if they have long hair or the pastor's wearing a tie or whatever, or wearing pants with holes in them, whatever. That isn't where the proof is. Jesus and Paul both said the proof is in the manifestation of the Spirit. Paul said, some of you are in error in this and that, and there's division amongst you. And he said, and that's good, so that I can see who is approved among you. So some of them were carnal, and some of them weren't. So the it says that the spirit of the prophecy of Jesus is the testimony uh, or the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Why? Because it foretells the heart of God. And so we're going to see more people prophesying the heart of God. Like I taught on this a while ago about, you know, the waging war with your prophecy. Well, I just watched Kevin Zeta yesterday teaching about waging war on your prophecies. So, you know, I put this out there and people are like, well, that can't be what that means. But then a well-known prophet who's been to heaven said the same thing about a week after I did. And I'm not saying he copied me or anything like that. I don't think he even knows who I am. But he hears God, okay? He hears God. I'm telling you. I'm telling you the truth. When I give these prophecies to you, uh, you know, I've heard the devil trying to tell me what people are saying. Like, oh, he's an idiot. He's making stuff up. He's watching the news and all this stuff. I don't watch the news. I don't make this up. I pray with nothing in my head. I can literally blank out my mind. That's how I can fall asleep so fast. And for women, that's probably not hard for you to understand because, you know, Men, <laughs> we don't have to think very we don't have to think um, very much or very often, you know. So um, it's easy for me to blank out my mind, and when I do, I just pray and I listen to the Lord with no intention other than hearing what He wants me to to say or who He wants me to pray for. And so that same thing can come to you, and all you have to do is pray. You don't even have to spend three, four hours praying like I do, or five hours, or eight hours, or 14, or whatever. If you would just start to focus on him for like 20, 30, 40 minutes and just listen to him, just praying in tongues, you will start to hear the Lord. And actually, after the first 10 minutes of praying, you will find out that an hour will go by like that. Because the first 10 minutes, what I've noticed is, just like with an addiction, when you're quitting something, and a a craving for that thing that you're quitting will last for about 10 minutes. After that, the craving goes away. You're good for an hour or two or whatever, right? 
Well, it's the same thing when you're praying in the spirit. When you're praying in the spirit, I've noticed that the first 10 minutes, the enemy's trying to get you distracted every way they can. And you just have to press in. But once you get past that hump and you just keep praying in tongues, shut your phone off. Put your phone down, turn it off, walk away from it, put it in another room. Turn your TV off. Put on worship music on your speakers or whatever. And, and just get in love with the Lord. That's, that's it. Praying in tongues is being in love with the Lord because it's intimacy with the Holy Spirit. It's intimacy with what he has, what he wants, and so forth. So just really, you know, and why do I say that is because in Romans, it tells us that Jesus, um, that when we accept it, well, but here, let, me, let me just pull this up, um, Romans 8, 26. Let me pull it up on my computer here because for the first time ever, I'm actually sitting at my computer because my wife's at work, my son's actually asleep, and um, I, I just kind of want to share this uh, with you. Romans eight twenty six. it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And then let's go on to the next scripture, if it'll show us here. That was actually the last scripture in the chapter. So Romans 8, it wasn't the last. Mm. So it says here, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he searches hearts who knows he searches, and he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Okay? Now, what he's, what he's saying, and then he goes and says, for those whom he knew, he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son, in order that we might be the firstborn among many brothers, whom he predestined also called, and those whom he called also justified, and whom he justified also glorified. Okay, so what he's saying here is when you pray, you're praying out the perfect will of God. It says, you know, we wait in, in patience, you know, in, in prayer. And we, you know, it goes, likewise, the Spirit helps in our weakness because we don't know what we ought to pray for. So the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So what happens here? We start to pray in tongues and the Spirit intercedes for us. The Spirit will speak for us. And how do I know that that happens? Because Jesus told Peter when you go, when you're taken to court in front of the leaders of the synagogue and the governors and so forth, don't worry about what you're going to say in that time because Holy Spirit will give you the words and He'll speak for you, basically. And so the reason that happens is because when we pray in our spirit tongues, our spirit becomes intertwined with the Holy Spirit, with the Spirit of God. We become one spirit. We're intertwined, like people who are married. It actually says that the Holy Spirit cleaves unto us like a husband and a wife. We become one. And that word that it uses actually means to be super glued to our spirit. So when our spirit prays, the Spirit of God prays. And when the Spirit of God prays, he's praying out the book that he wrote about you. He's praying out these things here. It says he, he the, um, the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And so we know that for those who love God, all things will work together for the good for those who are called according to his purpose. And so what, what is he praying out for us? What's the perfect will? It says, because for those who he predestined to be conformed to the image that we might be the firstborn, he, he called them. 
and justified them and glorified them. So he's calling, he's he's praying out our calling. He's justifying us and making us right and, and making righteous decisions on our behalf. And he's bringing glory to us and bringing glory to Jesus through it. So he prays for us and prays out that perfect will of God because it's what they talk about how he foreknew us, he predestined us. So he's praying out the things that God wrote about you in your book that you were predestined to do. Like Paul said, I was predestined to be an apostle from the beginning of time. Isn't that interesting? Paul was about 30-something years old, 33, 34 years old or so, maybe in his 40s. No, nobody knows like exactly sure. Um, and he was persecuting the church, but then he says, I was predestined to be an apostle from the beginning of time. So it just took him time to get to that point. He was predestined to do it. But he wasn't doing it because he was, um, he didn't, he, like, the devil's purpose is to keep you away from what your calling is, okay? And so the reason that Paul was persecuting the church was the devil was trying to keep him away from his calling and being a leader, but to bring fear, an ungodly fear, into the hearts of the people, you know, so that they wouldn't become Christians, and he thought he was doing a favor for God. It took him so many years to get on board with what God called him to do. So you have a choice. Do you do what God called you to do, or do you choose to be disobedient and not do it? Anyway, that's all for today. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you for being a part of this. We love you guys. Be blessed. Share, 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 share this. We are the news before the news, as Hank Kuhneman says. I haven't seen, I haven't watched that Hank video in probably a month or two because all I ever see on YouTube is old videos and stuff of, of that he did in like 2018. They're trying to make it like it's new. So I just don't follow it anymore because I don't know what's what, uh, to be honest. I love you guys. Be blessed. And just like I said, like, subscribe, and share. And we'll see you next time. Look forward to hearing from you. Bye.